Hard to believe, but we're a week away from the start of basketball practice. That's great news for beat writer Scott Ritchie, who is uh, hard at work predicting how the Big Ten will play out this year. In this week's podcast, Inside Line of Basketball, he'll tell us where he ranks his Big Ten teams, including Illinois. The bottom of the conference, easy to shake out. The top, maybe the same. The middle is where the questions come, but... Illinois right now, heading into the season, I've got them at number two. Ooh, there's a team ahead of them. It's called Indiana. Richie will discuss why. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, good Monday afternoon, everyone. Actually, it's so shortly afternoon. We're a little late starting in today's Inside Illini Basketball Podcast. I'm Jim Rosso. That's Scott Ritchie. It's Scott's fault, of course. Normally we uh, huddle up with producer Ed Bond on Monday mornings, but apparently Scott had to do some football today. Yeah, so only in a real convoluted way is it my fault. But I was not going to be here at 11, and I was correct when I texted both of you. It was like, no, there's football availability uh, slightly before 11 today, but probably closer to like 11.20, 11.25, and I was right because it's never actually on time. Well, this is an ongoing problem, uh, keeping Richie away from football. Uh, he constantly tries to stuff this podcast with X's and O's, shifting lines, punt formations, but no, this is basketball, Scott Richie. It's a good reminder for you as well. Thank you. Illinois football plays a rare Thursday night game, 7.30. Uh, pick up your uh, Friday print edition, read newsgazette.com for all the details. Anything I need to know, I want to get it out of the way early here in the podcast. Any football information come from uh, today's press conference with Brett Bielema. Well, no Brett Bielema. Uh, That's news. Well, he had, the whole schedule is thrown off with the Thursday game because this is today is technically their regular Wednesday of a like a Saturday game week. So we'll get Bielma tomorrow, which is like a Thursday. So I'm thinking like in two different days at the same time. Uh, no breaking news, just uh, other, other than new rankings are out in the FCS world. Chattanooga's number nine in the nation at that level. So not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination. But, of course, Illinois historically has never lost to an FCS team. Uh Making history is probably not like their plan on Thursday. Not going to happen Thursday night. Uh, the bigger news, the next week's game. Hey, we're back to a Saturday. Going to start at 11 a.m. at Wisconsin. Perfect. I don't care about what your th- thoughts are, Scott Richie. You know my my feelings about this. Yeah, 11 a.m. games are the best. Okay. Ed Bond agrees. I would tend to disagree. Of course, I'm not writing on deadline anymore. Yeah, and a, a, I like those. Basically, I'm the only one <laughs> left on the Illinois beat that has like an. Actual, Isn't that crazy? The deadline, uh, yeah. No more. And uh, and while there is no deadline for NewsGazette.com, and Scott uh, would agree with that, 
we are the only print print people covering the beat anymore on a consistent basis. Yeah. Well, I mean, Decatur does have it's crazy, a reporter, Ed, isn't it? The Herald Review does have a reporter, but their deadline's like four. So they're because I think their luck. paper's printed in like yeah. Kansas City or something. That's why uh, uh, I hope you're a subscriber to the News Gazette. If not, uh, pony up a few bucks, support this cause because uh, we'd hate to see the day come where we don't have a print paper with like actual results and reaction and analysis in it. Yeah, and if you subscribe, that's where you could have picked up Sunday's edition that had a centerpiece feature story on Illinois assistant basketball coach as we swing back to the the real sport for this podcast, Tim Anderson. What are you saying? We had talked too much football? I think I'm saying you have talked too much football. Okay. Fair enough. No more football. There. Tim Anderson, great story. Uh, Scott Ritchie, we've talked about it for a couple weeks now. Um, uh, Seems to be uh, uh, hitting home with a lot of folks. Uh, Why is that his story? Because I think it's that has that sort of you know work your way up from the bottom nature to it that's like everyone just sort of loves i mean it's just like that's the idea like you put in the work and you're rewarded for it and that's the it's the dream and like tim anderson put in the work and you know he as you mentioned like his first coaching jobs as an you know assistant at the division two level like he had to get another job and he was a police officer in, in Oklahoma f- you know, for that year and then you know, worked in a lab in Chicago wrangling mice <laughs> um, just still a funny struggle it's just the way he told it and it just the you know, look on his face like he was as scared of them as they were of him and like people and he, this is what he said like people see him now it's like you know Tim Anderson's working at the University of Illinois great job you know really well paying job and he makes you know like 425,000 um and they're like, oh, Tim, you've made it. It's like, well, they don't understand everything that led up to that over the last 16, 17 years. All right, that story's available at newsgazette.com right now. If you didn't pick up a print edition on Sunday, well worth the read. I guess what caught my eye was uh, near the end, uh, maybe the last couple graphs, where he said, I'm not going to Duke or Kentucky for another assistant coaching job, which would be a... A change from the the previous regime. Yeah, because there were two Illinois assistants that did go to Kentucky, and like, you can't you know, obviously blame Orlando and Tigo or Chen Coleman for that. But like, this is where Tim Anderson wants to be until you know he gets a head coaching job. I mean, that's his goal. I mean, that's the goal of, like every assistant, but he hasn't no intention to go somewhere else. Like he feels like this is a place that can win just as easily as Duke or Kentucky or North Carolina or whoever. Okay, that might be the next step for Brad Underwood's team. We we always try to think of what's next for him. He's got NBA players now, right? He's made tournaments, won Big Ten titles. He says uh, do more in the NCAA tournament. Like, that that's part part of the the process, but also sending an assistant to become a head coach somewhere. Yeah, I mean, okay. does that happen? Where did, let's say let's say Anderson would get, wants to do that. What level do you think he enters at or has the uh, options to do that? I mean, probably. John Shire got the job. He was just an assistant. Yeah, but he got the Duke job. But he 
played at Duke than coached at Duke. Don't get you basically back to back. Don't get smart with me. He had that, he had that eye you. injury that just you know axed his professional career. Um, All those Duke yeah. guys get like big jobs. There's yeah, no work anywhere else. Okay, well, and they get the big jobs, and have they been successful? I think is the the question after that. Um, no, mostly. I mean, it goes one over two routes. Either it's like a, a mid major program. I think, and I think maybe an upper level mid major program, or you know, power five team that's on maybe having on a downturn. And they want something to turn around, and you know. From a recruiting standpoint, like Tim Anderson's a guy that can get you guys. I mean, that's been proven at Illinois. Why is that? What's his? Is it just his connections? Is it the way he relates to the players? Is it? I mean, I think his it's strategy. There's a lot to it. I mean, one, it's just he knows a lot of people because he's worked at like every level of basketball. I mean, even in high school, you know, his time with Mean Streets I think helps a lot because he has all of those connections on the AAU circuit. Um, been at a low major D1 and also a high major at DePaul and now Illinois. So he has connections everywhere. And they go beyond college basketball because he's got connections to a ton of pros because you know, he's worked with you know, them with Ground Zero training that he established in Chicago in between you know, college coaching jobs. Um, so he can sell that. And like, it's not just a recruiting piece, but like the player development piece, because that's what he does. That's what he does with Jabari Parker, like in in the summers, Derek Rose or Anthony Davis, is just work on their game. So he's kind of got that whole recruiting slash development piece that you know he can sell. It, it's kind of you know the ideal combination. All right, Chester Frazier have a baby? Did he? I don't. I okay. I thought you were the beat writer. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, so what recruiting classes? Just Chester's checking, newest childhood? Just checking on, checking on uh, some Instagram news uh, that popped over the weekend. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was seeing something I... I don't know. Okay. To be fair, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram. Well, but let's get with it. Scott Ritchie. I, All right. I don't want to. <laughs> it's part of the job. I'm on Twitter. That's enough. That's actually not enough. Uh, as uh, anybody who follows uh, the many ways... Are young people communicate? Uh, I don't like it. This yeah. is this is me yelling, like shaking my fist at a cloud. I'm the old man on the porch. <laughs> uh, basketball is uh, what are, are we about forty? What three days away? Is that right? I yeah. don't know the math. <laughs> I just know practices do start in six days, like official practices for the season. In six, you said six days. I think yeah, six or seven. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. As we talked about last week, Ubbin is uh, rounding into form. Players are there lifting weights, I think. Yeah, I mean, they're they're practicing there, you know, working with Adam Fletcher there. And then I, from what you know, Tyler Underwood told me when I saw him last week, they're still at Memorial Stadium because that's where the coaches and staff have been. But they should be moving back in some point this week that Ubbin will be done enough that they can go back home. When you say practice is uh, less than a week away, it excites me because uh, the rankings then become uh, come into play. Not just football rankings, where Bob Osmussen does the AP Top 25. He's catching a little guff this week because he still has Ohio State, number one. He said that the Georgia fans are very mean. Well, when you're wrong, I guess you can be mean. <laughs> but maybe Bob knows something. Maybe Bob will 
uh, I mean, it's not like Ohio State's been bad. Georgia's just right, really sort of decimated right. everybody. They have, and um, uh, he's sticking to his guns. Uh, Scott Ritchie handles the men's basketball top twenty-five. He's kind of hinted at how he'll fir- his first ballot will look. A, when does that do? And B, have you made any changes to it? Uh, when it's due, not sure yet. But the the guy at the AP that sort of organizes the poll did reach out just to make sure I was still ready to do it. So I'm on board, but uh, that won't be still for probably a month. Let's move that up a little bit, if you could. I mean, I don't have any control okay. over that. All What's right. coming sooner, though, is the unofficially but official Big Ten preseason poll. Okay. You know, the conference does not do that anymore. So yeah. over, I mean, it's been about, um, I don't know, six or seven years, about six years that we beat writers across the conference mm-hmm. have taken it upon ourselves to do that. So okay. that will come out October 4th. Okay. Well, looking forward to that. Big Ten doesn't want to hurt any, anybody's feelings, so they don't want to release a preseason poll of any kind. They yeah, that has any, Nebraska is, ranked 14th. Is that where the Cornhuskers will be? I'll be real surprised if they're not. Okay. Well, uh, this is uh, is this organized by the folks in Cleveland still, or is that? Uh, that the football one is the guys at Cleveland.com. Okay. Basketball, it's uh, well, they split up the duties, but um, Adam Jardy at the Columbus Dispatch okay. runs half, or gets organizes half and then Brendan Quinn at the Athletic formerly of mlive.com okay. does the other half. Columbus I'll give it to still has a a good newspaper. Let's go over the Big 10 uh sites that have good newspapers still. I would go Madison. Sure. All right. Nowhere in Illinois. I don't I hope I don't know if anybody's had a chance to see the news that and compare it to other dailies. Pretty much a joke. Well, I mean, the Tribune doesn't cover college sports anymore. Unbelievable. Sometimes doesn't really. I mean, not both, happy about that. The focus is really on the pro teams in Chicago. They've given up. No one covers high school sports anymore except for the News Gazette. The Danville Commercial News sometimes does. I like that. Yeah. But no sense going to Decatur, Bloomington, or Peoria anymore. Big Ten. Why am uh, I talking about this? Wait, wait, you're getting me in a bad mood. Let's get I, back to basketball, Scott you Ritchie. You brought it up. Anyway. But, I mean, I think across the Big Ten, they're really good beat writers at newspapers. So. Right. They care. Yeah. And good for those newspapers. Let's keep that up. Okay. Back to your power poll, because I want to I want to embarrass the teams on the very bottom. Okay. Can't, I mean, not embarrass them. Let's just be factual. Yeah. Nebraska, 14. Rutgers, 2. Uh, not 2. And closer to the bottom than the top, actually. What? And they... They've lost some talent. Still have some. Wow. After those final four runs, it's it's tough. To- <laughs> you, gotta, you have to recalibrate your expectations for <laughs> Rutgers. They made the NCAA tournament. That's all I heard about were the Scarlet Knights for the last, what, three years this has been? They've been good. So tell me, I'm catching a break? No, I'll still talk about them. I think <sighs> Steve Pagel's a great coach. All right. Well, give me your power pull, dog, on it. Worst to first. Okay, so Nebraska. At 14. Just rough. Real rough. Fred Hoiberg's still there. Barely hanging on. Um, about, to go, about to go the way of Scott Frost. No. I would imagine. Really? Like, I mean, unless Trev Alberts just doesn't want to hire or doesn't want to fire both basketball and football coaches at okay. the same time. 
um, Northwestern 13. Mm. Speaking of bad programs uh, at the football level. Yeah, just lost to Southern. Oh, and two Southern. <laughs> yeah, who had got like boat raced by an FCS team the week before? Like, did you say boat raced? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, just a like shellacked. Yeah, Molly whopped. Okay. To borrow from former OC Rod Smith, that was his okay. favorite phrase. <laughs> All right. Um, also, not great at basketball. Made the tournament, you know, 2017. So, like, are they still Chicago's Big Ten team? I would argue they have never been Chicago's Big Ten team. Okay. Because one, they're in Evanston, so geographically not. And two, no one in Chicago cares about Northwestern basketball. Okay. I mean, they claimed it, so I guess like they had dibs, but I'd argue that's. Chris Collins is just barely holding on thanks to coaching the team that made the tournament for the first time ever. But that was five years ago. Okay. Who else is horrible? Uh, Penn State. And they're just in a rebuild. I think Micah Shrewsbury is recruiting okay. It's certainly good for Penn State. Rebuilding from what? Um, well, I'm I find that phrase. I mean, maybe the rebuild never. Like, they had one good season right. with, with Pat Chambers. So there was okay. a peak, and they've now. Okay. They're now going back in, in, right. into the happy valley, but maybe not so happy. So this, this But they, they've got a four-star freshman, big man, on this year's roster, and then they've got a commitment from another four-star forward mm. for All next right. year, uh, Calvin Booth's son. son. Did you say son? Yeah. <sighs> i got to go take my nap right now. Feel old. <laughs> yeah. Carrie Booth. That's, that's both sad and, and enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, they're they're at the bottom there. Now there's like this, the middle is where it's like it could go many different ways because they're all just sort of okay. Mm. But Maryland would be next, okay. Also because Kevin Willard, new coach, kind of piecing things together. They don't think they have like that Maryland talent that they once did. Still wasn't enough for Mark Turgeon not to basically. I mean, he left of his own volition. But no one in the Maryland fan base wanted him there because okay. they still want to be in the ACC and want to be as good as they were when they won the national title in the early 2000s. Did I ever t- tell you the time I saw Gary Williams in Maui? <laughs> no. I won't. Okay. Fun story. <laughs> Fun story I can't tell. Um, and then to Maryland... And I'll be wrong again because they'll somehow figure out a way to be better than they should be, but Wisconsin. Hmm. I just, I just I look at that team and I'm like, who are most of these guys? Like, It's just not – doesn't strike you as an overly talented team. They'll still find a way to win a bunch of Big Ten games. Congratulations to the Badgers, the reigning national champions in volleyball, who set an NCAA record for uh, attendance over the weekend in a loss. Yeah, I mean, they moved – the match to the Kohl Center mm-hmm. and sold like 17,000 some Very tickets. Cool. And then Florida beat them. Very cool. It's a tough route. Carry on. Um, then we'll go Minnesota. I'm a little higher on them, I think. A lot of people have them in the bottom four. Okay. But the combination of Jameson Battle, Dawson Garcia, I think it's really good. Like Those are two legit guys. Hmm. The guards are all new. So I've never heard of them. 
Well, James and Battle played in Minnesota last year after transferring from George Washington. Just saying, I've was their never best heard player. Dawson Garcia almost came here two years ago. I know Brett Dawson. Sure, former, former beat writer. Yeah, not playing basketball at least in the Division One level. Don't know Darson Garcia. Marquette transfer that almost came here I'm just last saying, season. I, can I say I don't know him without getting the, uh, the dirty look from you? I I wrote many times about him. Okay. Then he went to North Carolina. Didn't really play. Had some family issues that you know, he left the team mid-year. Went back home to Minnesota. Now he's back home in Minnesota. Okay. I think they'll be better than they were last year. And then Rutgers. So it's middle of the pack. Hmm. Big 10. No Ron Harper Jr. Oh, what are they going to do? That's the question. What are they going to do? He's good. Um, then Iowa, where they just trade one twin for the next. And expectations are Chris Murray is apparently going to be as good as Keegan. So there's another top four pick, top five pick. Mm. I'm not sure that'll happen, but they share every ounce of the same DNA because they're identical. So maybe Chris will be as good as Keegan. Thank you, Dr. Richie. Maybe Patrick McCaffrey will be better than his brother. He is. And there's no maybe to it. Um, their youngest brother is the best. He's like a... Have we reached the line of making the NCAA tournament yet or not? Have we? Yeah, I think so. Well... You think? It's like seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got like, what, nine teams in last year. Eight or nine. And it was a failure again. Sure, but they made it. Not happy by that either. And then... It's like newspapers and NCAA tournaments. Well, we're getting to the My top half. is worsening. Top half of the Big Ten here. Okay. Purdue. Boiler up. What is wrong with their football team? Uh, they just make a lot of silly mistakes. and Really not happy. Our editor, Jeff D'Alessio, is a kind of a Syracuse guy, and it was he came skipping in Saturday to the office <laughs> and knew something was up. Yeah. I'm not sure if Syracuse won that game so much as Purdue just handed it to them on a silver platter by getting, like, six personal fouls in, like, the last 35 seconds. Jeff Brom. Mm. All right. Closer and closer. Why are you talking football again, Scott Ritchie? Well, someone, you, keeps bringing it up. Okay. Ohio State next. It's a weird team, the Buckeyes. I can't figure out Coach's strategy as far as where he's getting players, how he's getting players, what kind of team he's got. I guess it's working. I expected more when they hired him. I think they've been pretty good. I just expected more. I have a little, my expectations are a little higher than yours, Scott Ritchie. So you're thinking like. Yours are like finishing the race. I'm like winning the race. Well, no Big Ten team has won the race in 22 years. That's what I'm saying. Someone's got to. And uh, the way I keep seeing how he goes about his business, it's not going to be Ohio State. I need my Greg Odens. I need Michael Conley's. My John D. How about John Diebler? I'll take that level. (laughs) I think they've maybe got the John Dieblers. They just don't have the Odens or the Conleys. Um, Michigan State next at fourth. They're going to be a handful next year, from what I'm uh, what I'm uh, understanding. Correct? Not this year. Oh, the year after. Yeah, next like n- next year. Okay, this year's already started in my book. Yeah, I mean, the recruit- got some studs coming in. Yeah, it turns out Tom Izzo can still recruit. There was and people were like, "Oh, is 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 it over? No, it's not over. Or pay." You never know. I don't know if uh, he can recruit. 
I don't know if that phrase even means anything anymore. Who knows, Richie? But the university can. The former do it not illegally. The former basketball walk-on that's now a billionaire, mortgage something or other. He's keeping the athletic department afloat. Yep. financially, as it turns out. Uh, Michigan third. Little disappointing on my end as well with Michigan. I expected more of a five-star type of feel to that roster when Juwan have, Howard was fire, hired. I mean, Musa Diabate was a five-star. Yeah, but he wasn't any good. Caleb Houston was a five-star. Not very good either. They were getting the wrong five-stars then. Okay. Well, then. Anyway, oh, they're well, not going to win the national title either. I don't know that any Big Ten team is. I guess if you look at like the recruiting, I think the top two have a chance. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Michigan's made a f- deeper NCAA tournament run than anybody in the conference. But like, you never felt they could win at all. In, no. Yeah. Illinois two, Indiana one. That hasn't really. I mean, that's been kind of the order all summer. Illinois is due, right? And Indiana is, I don't know if do is the right word. They've done it so often, but that was way back in the day. They just need to get their their mojo going again. Yeah. And, like, I've got Indiana one, and, like, I could see where they don't. Like, they finished, like, fourth or something. Right. Because, yes, it's the same team. And, cont- like, when you have continuity season to season and nobody else does, like, that can be an advantage because you're not figuring things out early in the year. But also that same team was, what, 9-11 and 11 in the Big Ten last year, I think? Underachieved greatly. Didn't shoot very well. So maybe I'm thinking they can be more than they are. Maybe they are what they are. All right, when is your ballot due for the preseason uh, guesses, and uh, what can change it, I guess, between now and then? Oh, it's due October 4th. It'll be released October 10th. Okay, so you got a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, no one's going to get hurt, right? Well, no, don't change it. Practices will have started. Nobody's going to quit, you right? I mean, you wouldn't think. Transfer portal. But you never know, because, like, very early, and this is a football comparison, apologies, but uh, Miles Brennan at LSU lost the starting job, so he just quit football. The funny thing is, like, because NIL deals can't be tied to performance, he kept all of the money that he made the last two years because, you know, he was the LSU starting quarterback, and everyone anticipated he'd be the starting quarterback again, but he just walked away. But I don't, yeah, I don't think much will change the order. Like, I might like the middle of the big of the the rankings could change just because I don't think there's a ton of difference in those teams. But the bottom pretty well set, and I think the top is also pretty well established all right looking forward to those uh rankings coming out uh from the good news department i guess it's good news illinois released some uh ticket uh information over the week or last week student tickets of three thousand went quick right yeah i mean illinois said 36 minutes like some of the people that you know really either you know mentioned it on social media replied to me whatever like basically, it was like closer to twelve. Like, hmm. like the system crashed like ten minutes in. They got back in, and everything was all the tickets were gone. It was interesting though. Like three thousand student tickets compared to the fifteen thousand five hundred and forty-four total, percentage-wise, is among the smaller student sections in the Big Ten. Really? 
Who's got the biggest? I think Indiana does. Really? Because right. yeah, like Purdue and Mackey's roughly same size as State Farm Center. Purdue's got 5,000. They split them 2,500 each on kind of opposing ends of the court. Um, but, I mean, State Farm Center was reseeded essentially when they did the renovations you know, in, what, 2015. And to change to add more student seating close to the court where I think they can make the bigger difference. Like it just won't happen because those seats are all big money for the university. You always take the media seats. Thanks. Just, <laughs> it's like the last place we're on the floor in the big 10 is I think it's here. I'm just saying it's Illinois and Michigan state. I think the, are the last two places we're actually on the floor. Don't jinx it. You just gave Don't it away. Don't jinx it, Scott Ritchie. It's not going to be my fault. Ed Bond's going to be doing the game from the uh, the roof. <laughs> be a long microphone to dangle to get the courtside sneakers that I love hearing on DWS. How about that, Ed Bond? Stoically, I think I think Ed and the and Brian and Dion will be safe. But you just yeah banished me to the top row of State Farm Center. <laughs> All right, anything else happening news-wise with the program? Any recruiting, any uh, uh, maneuvering? I mean, I think you mentioned in last week's podcast just that, you know, coaches were back out on the the road recruiting and some evaluations, and um, nothing's really changed or happened. No new offers here in the last week. Um, It's kind of just... Building towards like actual basketball season. Can't wait. Uh, volleyball team uh, finally gets a home match uh, this weekend. I noticed they come kind of limping home, five and five. Yeah, it's lost. It's up for that. Lost oh. to Illinois State and Marquette okay. uh, over the weekend right. in Milwaukee. It's a. It's a good, like a, an uphill climb. Cause, it's a good Big Ten conference again. Yeah, I mean it's is the what it is. it's the best conference in the country right. in terms of just talent and, and talented depth. Because yeah, I mean, obviously the Pac-12 is pretty good at the top, but I don't think they're as deep as Big Ten. Like it, only faces a real challenge. Like if you're gonna get the NCAA tournament again, like they're gonna have to beat everybody they're supposed to, and then some of the teams they're not. But several of the teams they're not. There you go. Uh, what's your next uh, Tim Anderson-like feature uh, coming up before the season starts? Got one up your sleeves. That's a good question. I do, and I think you're. Kind of like been, I've been thinking about it for a while. You're going to love it. Oh, let's go. You're not. <laughs> um, it's just sort of the, I just find it interesting, the rise of analytics oh. and how much, like, because Brad, Brad Underwood references them a lot. Mm. And like, it just, you never heard that. So just like, I mean, hopefully I can you know, talk to guys like Ken Pomeroy, Bart Torvik, my guy, um, Evan Maya. Is a younger one. He just got, I think, his PhD in statistics or something from Baylor, and is applying it to you know basketball analytics. is very interesting. Let me punch the numbers in right now. The show is over. <laughs> is what it came up to to say. And so I believe the analytics. It's uh, I don't know. It's just it's become part of the game though, because mm-hmm. coaches talk about it like nationally. The media references them a lot like 
It's, they're working their way into sort of yep. the I believe you, Scott Rich. Yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of your strategy is now being determined more and more by actual data. Yeah. Not gut instinct like it should be. <laughs> like Bob Knight would tell you. Yeah. You think he carried a laptop when well, they were winning five NCAA titles? No, because they didn't exist in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. And if they, the shoe phone did. <laughs> In the eighties, Maxwell's smart. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a, that was a television show, maybe not totally based in reality of the time. Yeah, but if Bob and I was going to drag around a computer, it would have been like the size of his locker room <laughs> at that point. Oh, that's a good spot to end this, Scott Ritchie. I appreciate all your hard work every morning, six a.m. HQ dot com. You can read the best of Scott Ritchie, unique online only content. Uh, keep working on those uh, ballots and polls, and uh, we'll check you out next Monday, Scott.